Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the 505 Podcast. Feels good. Round two without um, Little Rock. He's, oh right, he's still in the land. People got people got to be loving these episodes, man. I, the, the downloads have been through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the correlation in, in is. Engagement. People have been watching it from start to finish more. I don't know what. You know, don't know there's what. always like a weird time where it drops off mm-hmm. and then it comes back up and yep. then we, we put the thing over it. It's just whenever he speaks. Yeah. Deep decline. <laughs> then it comes right back up though. They know what to skip, you know. Lots of uh, lots of surfing been going on. Kosi, we miss you. We hope mm-hmm. that uh, you tune into this one, and we'll see you in a few days. Exactly. Um, maybe but, he's found a Bali girlfriend though, and doesn't oh, want to come back. Yeah, maybe he found you know his first ever girlfriend. That was Bali. his hope. That was his hope. Oh really? When he, yeah, when he left, that was a big hope. <laughs> We're really happy that you guys like the personal branding pod. Yeah. So shout out to everybody that shared it, and if you haven't, please subscribe. There's like sixty yeah. percent of people aren't subscribed yeah, to YouTube. Subscribe. You're just watching and hanging out. Yeah. You're just there for the vibes. Hit the right. fucking subscribe. If you button. watch more than one, you subscribe. You get a sub. Give us a review too. They help us out so much and they push out the pod to new new members of the of We the had team. a guy find one on just like Spotify algorithm. Which right? is ridiculous. Yeah, I didn't even know that. that I didn't know that was a thing. What's what where's he is he on like his for you page on Spotify or I something? I guess he's got there's a for you page on Spotify. And before we get too deep into it, um just want to say thank you to everybody that sends us messages about yeah, the pod. Love it, the message. It makes our days. And I'm going to give a special shout out to George Jones. Oh, George. Shout out George. Sweet, sweet name. Sending a message today about the pod. So nice. shout out George. Thanks, George. George Jones, dude. George great is, name. George is checking out the pod and he's getting some value from it. So seriously, send the message to a homie because yeah. it helps grow it and it helps another creative who needed this when they were starting out. This is, that's why we made it, you know? And it makes us feel better when our fucking Premiere Pro is crashing, dude. Yeah, it makes me feel great. God, I fucking hate that. Okay, yeah. so I've been, I got the new M1 chip, right? How much Finally. is that M1 chip? Like yeah, $5,000? I don't know. know, it's crazy. Kosas and I also have the M1 right. chip. And Lots of problems. Brad and I both shoot on C70, which is MXF files. And uh-huh. for whatever reason, the Premiere Pro M1 chip, they don't interact with the MXF files very well. Literally only the MXF. Too. It's so fucking annoying. And so you get like that if you guys get like the error or error retrieving frame i get mm-hmm. and then like the reoccurring yep. reoccurring frame or some shit it's a red little rectangle yeah. that yeah. shows the bottom right corner it's so fucking annoying and it ru- it slows down the whole thing it makes the whole project slow yeah, yeah so we're uh, we're running into that issue and a lot of people in mm-hmm. the industry have been jumping ship over to this other to platform resolve? called davinci resolve which it was initially just like for color, but now they're doing edit and apparently they're just taking the world by storm. Sam Colder fucking loves it. Made a whole course about it. Yeah, he completely switched over. And I mean, this is okay. So this is where it gets tricky. Mm-hmm. Like I would totally, I would switch. Mm-hmm. I would think about it. I would think about okay, it. I don't know if sure, I would sure, do it. Sure, sure. I'm going to take the back. I'm, I would think about switching because mm-hmm. I've spent 10 year, over 10 years of my life dedicated to one software. Right. I feel like I could literally do a blindfold. Yeah, Sam. So when it comes to switching, I'm like, I don't know. And also everybody that I work with and whatnot right. use Premiere. Right. So they would be pissed. They'd be like, yeah, we can't work on shit together. So that wouldn't, it wouldn't even be a cross in my mind. The only re if I was like in another universe and I didn't work for the Lakers, I didn't have anybody that also used Premiere. I would, right. think, I would think about learning a new software. I- yeah but god does it suck to learn a new software and, and, and like i just i want premiere to work man yeah. i just want premiere to work want i don't to work i don't well. want to, have to jump ship it sucks because i like using it i can send it straight to after effects i can send it straight back mm-hmm. put the photoshop shit in there so just premiere figure it out okay because it really makes me mad yeah. really makes me mad we got it we got to get a, an adjustment going there and i got you were uh, speaking of adjustments we yeah you know, i go yeah. I, I t- 
I don't know who thought this would be a funny prank to play on us. The other day, we're going on to Lakers team playing, right? Mm. You guys know the drill. We walk onto the tarmac. It's a really fun time. We get out there, right? Mm-hmm. I look at the plane. I go, that's weird. That plane looks a little smaller, and I'm not. I don't know what's going on, but whatever. So we get on the plane, and the crew members are like, we're really sorry, um, but they the regular team plane had a crack in one of the windows. And I was like, you got to be what? What would happen if you flew with a crack? Would it like you think? I think there's a chance the cabin pressure situation. Yeah, we get all fucked up. Maybe right? it just shoots us out. We right. just get shot you know, out the sucked side. out. Yeah, the, get sucked out the window. Yeah, like a vacuum. I have no idea, but apparently there's a tiny crack in like one of the windows or whatever. So they had to switch us out for a regular plane. But it was super funny because I was right there taking videos of people coming on the plane. They're like, uh, "Whoa, whoa, oh, that's funny. what's going on?" They're all pissed about how small it was. No, they were just making jokes. Yeah, they were just fucking around. But it was funny. We were just giggling and. I guess we probably had more room on this on this plane. Oh, really? Because we all had rows. Oh, but then you don't have the leg room. Yeah. So like on the Lakers team plane, every seat is um is like a business class mm-hmm. seat or whatever, so you could like kick your feet up or whatever. We've well, got tall fucking dudes on the team. They're a little tall, so yeah. it's probably a good thing. But and it, then Sacramento was sick, right? Sacramento was really fun. We went to Sac. We shot well. Well, we're we're there. We got to meet up with Marquez, who was in our last program. Oh, so sick. he got a job at the Kings. So he's oh, been crazy. he's been working with the Kings, interning at the Kings, learning from those guys, and they're cool people at the Kings. Wow! So it really worked cool out dudes. for him. Yeah, really. Taking the course, it worked out well, and we it was super funny because I got to shoot on the floor. We get to sh- shoot on the floor for a few periods, and we rotate with whoever's mm-hmm. doing photos. So mm-hmm. photo guy was on the floor. His name's Ro, and then I was shooting from like a slash location on the side. And me and Marquez got to shoot for like two quarters together. Sick. So it was just kind of a, a surreal moment to be like, wow, like this is one of one of the rocks. And yeah, he's like, he's making it. He's Dude, like shooting, so cool. the, shooting the cool stuff now. So that that's, was fun. Hell yeah. And he was like pulling focus and we're like just laughing. And yeah. It was fun. Yeah, it was a very dude. fun time. I love that. So I'm glad that we got to see each other. And it's just, it's insane. It's insane to see that like full thing pay off. Yeah. Like full circle. Mm-hmm. You know what I don't love, dude? What don't you Fucking love? back orders on shit. So Tell Tell me what's back ordered. All right, so I ordered an armoire for my gear. What's like, that? Like a big, it's like an Urban Outfitters. It's like a circular big dress. It's like kind of like the gear rack if it was enclosed. And then there's windows on top and then like drawers on the bottom. It's sick. Super pumped about it. So wait, like a rolly, it's like a rolly No, thing? it doesn't roll. It's like just like a big dresser almost. Okay, but it, so this wouldn't move. This would stay at your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, it would, okay, It'd be okay. like the gear rack. It's a, it's a gear situation, but it has like a windows. It's like okay. ga- glass and it's like covered. Kind of like what like a gun case would look like? Yeah, but like sexy because it's Urban Outfitters. You oh, feel okay, me? okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. So I ordered that in, I don't know, September. Okay. It's supposed to come on my birthday. Okay. Um, fucking September. didn't. September, what, what? We're in October. Yeah, we're in October. And then it just told me it's going to get pushed till December. Which is really annoying because that's for my gear, right? Well, three guys are walking it here. Right, right, right. From <laughs> Urban Outfitters Factory in Philippines. Yeah, all yeah, the dude, way. They're swimming with it. <laughs> they're, just, they're just floating with this but dresser. It's so fucking annoying because all my gear is in boxes then. Okay. And I'm trying to, I have a fucking big, I leave for Georgia on Sunday for like a five day shoot and mm-hmm. I have all this gear that I need to get ready, need to prep it up. Mm. And I, it's all in a box. So I'm like trying to grab it. And every time I like, I had the boxes real organized because I knew this was going to happen. Mm. But every time I grab the drone, it, oh, it's on the bottom, right? It's in a case on the bottom. So I grab the bottom, everything just falls in. So like good for it. The, the boxes are unorganized and it really fucking annoys me because I got a lot of prep to do for this shoot, mm. which brings us to our fucking topic. Yeah. We're going to talk about just how to prep for a big shoot how from everything, like chronologically, like look, starting on the location scouting, ending on like the night before and like everything you need to have ready 
etc. This is gonna be very comprehensive. This is something I needed needed yeah. ba- needed this back in the day because I, I, I just think, didn't have a plan. I think we all need this still. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think it's very top of mind for me right now. It's like all I've been thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we should just get into it. I love it. I love it. So. So you already have this job, right? Yeah. Like this is if you already have a job. Yeah. You got that. You made like whatever. You already did the treatments and stuff. You did all the meetings. Or you, you got didn't. The, right. <laughs> Hopefully you did. <laughs> you got like the price. You, you're just, you're ready to shoot. The company is like, you're going to give you the money. You're going to shoot this thing. This is thing. how much money you have. It's going to be cool. Okay. So you're already there. But now you're just like, you need to make need the video process. good. We need a process. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. 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 So we start with location scouting. That should be the first thing you do because- you don't know what you're going to be able to capture until you actually see the place. And I think it's really important. I don't think I ne- like never location scouted before. I'd be like, oh, I'll just show up and just shoot stuff. You just get better shit if you location scout. Because you go there, you can like, I always bring that. I got that Sun Tracker app on my phone. Mm. So I track some like, say you're, because a lot of the times you're location scouting at like 8 a.m. or whatever, but the shoot's not till four, like when you actually are going to shoot in a week or whatever. So you bring the Sun Tracker app so you can see like, oh, when we're here, the sun. Like when we're actually shooting, the sun will be over here. And then like by the end of the day, it'll be over on the left side. And like, oh, the light will probably come through this window. Oh, cool. Right. On my last shoot, actually, there were like two pillars like on a catwalk. Mm-hmm. And I did the sun tracker app. And I'm like at 430, the sun's going to like come through those and it's going to look sick. So I like scheduled this one shot to be at 4:30, and then it was, and it was just what I thought it was going to be. Perfect time. But right? I wouldn't have done. I wouldn't have known that if I didn't use the Sun Tracker app or Location Scout, right? So, so location. To do. So we're just we're just going and we're walking around the room. Yep. Maybe taking iPhone photos. Yeah. Smart. Got it. So maybe a couple iPhone test videos. Yeah. So you kind of got something to play around and with, and then you can show like the client, like this is probably where we'll put this. This is where mm-hmm. we're going to put this. Um, make sure you, yeah, so you'll get inspired, right? Right. But like, oh, like, look how the sun's like hitting that like weird mm-hmm. pool. It's like reflecting all the light and it's cool. And this, uh, I think that'll also help you um, when you get there, right? You're not going to be like, oh, where's the outlet? Or- yes. So yeah, make sure. Yeah. I always make a checklist on location scout. Okay. I check the sun. Fucking are there outlets? That's I always ask. Because sometimes you get there and you're like, oh, wait, there's no power at all. You got to bring like a generator or something. Mm-hmm. So it helps you determine what you're going to need to actually pull the shoot up. Because you don't have outlets, you're kind of fucked. Okay. Um, yeah. And you also know, like, like we've had this issue where we made the shot list beforehand and then we got to the thing and we're like, well, there's no space. Like you need to know how much room you're going to have. Like, can you go telephoto or maybe you can't cause it's all inside and it's really tight in there. And you know, um, <coughs> something that I don't think a lot of people think about is like all the, all the gear, right? So I was talking to Sharif, Sharif, mm-hmm. they, they did like a shoot this last week with his agency and they had actually rented three houses on the street. Mm-hmm. So the one house they were shooting at next door was hair and makeup. And then the next house was the gear house. Mm-hmm. So like if you have enough money to do something like that and you could rent maybe right. one, one extra That's house, to like keep a ton of crew outside of the main house. So it's right. like, this is only for shooting or whatever. It really does help you save some space. Yeah. Like, and like saves you clutter and like all. Cause I remember every time, anytime you go somewhere with a team of people, like you have to mm-hmm. account for where's, if we have to have snacks here, if it's right. lunchtime, like where is all that stuff going to go? Right. And, and you need to scout for that. Like on, yeah, on all, these, the, all the little stuff on these big shoots, like for like Genesis and shit, there's always like a base camp where everyone like parks and does mm. like their COVID test. And then See, there's another just, great thing. Like a, a Walmart shuttle. parking lot. Yeah. Exactly. You need like a parking lot of some sort to get 40 people yeah. without having 40 cars outside of uh-huh. a residential neighborhood. Actually, this is total tangent. I haven't thought about the story in so long. Hmm. This was, I would, I was just like doing like some like small, like BTS filming shit, like B unit stuff on like that, um, Tom Holland, uh, mm-hmm. what the fuck, the video game movie, yep. Uncharted, commercial. Uncharted. There was a commercial for it though, okay, for Hyundai, and there was a base camp shuttle, 
so I was, I got on the shuttle, a few other people got on the shuttle, it's like super early in the morning, and this one lady comes on, and she keeps asking the bus driver, like, hey, this is like going to set, right? And, and I think he was just like so over it, and he's like, you mean North Hollywood? And she's like, this is going to the car wash, right? And he goes, yeah, 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 it's a bus stop, North Hollywood, it's near a car wash. And then I'm like, oh, he's fucking with her, and I thought it was funny, and, and she was like, you're going to set? And I was like, uh, set, like, I'm gonna go get my, I'm gonna go, I think I might get my car wash in North Hollywood, but, like, I don't think I'm, like, gonna go to set, and she was freaking out, and then we got off there, and she goes, fuck you guys, <laughs> it's so funny, but, yeah, location scouting is important, are there telephone wires for your drone, oh, that's important, well, we've you had that find issue, them. you wanna find them yeah. and hit them, <laughs> yeah, don't do that, <laughs> but it's important to be like, okay, are there a shit ton of obstacles, where uh-huh. can you fly, where can't you fly, also, bring your drone, because a lot of the time, you get there, and it says, you can't take off, I did a shoot, I remember in LA at really close to LAX and there was five videos and part of every single video had an opening drone shot and then we got there and mm. it said cannot take off and I was like we will cross this bridge mm-hmm. in the edit and mm. I will talk to them about that right. shot not existing now yeah yep. so it's very important to do that before because then then you save the conversation of because you're not going to have it at the day of. right you're going to be like oh let's just ruin the whole day right you know so maybe you're going to tell them like the next day you have a call or whatever so it'd be so much easier for you to on shoot day be like oh by the way that shot's not possible anymore. Right. Um, yeah, we can't do it. It's just we can't. It's not possible. We well, cannot like, do it. Even a week before, if you go and you bring the drone with you, which mm-hmm. I've been doing if I have a drone shoot, I bring it, I check it, and if it can't, then you then you start, you have a week to actually figure out, like, okay, well, maybe we, we could get, get this. Right, we could get this a different way, and mm-hmm. then it solves that problem. So yeah. bring a drone around the location scout, very important. Um, but once you finish your location scout, then you actually know, like we said, kind of like what gear you can bring and what gear you're going to need. Like, say you have, say it's like, you're like, oh, it's dark as shit in here. Like this parking garage is dark as shit. We're going to need like three huge lights. Or maybe it's just like, you know, there's actually a ton of sun. We can just bring like a reflector and kind of shape the light. So again, location scouting then leads you into gear rental, which is like our next step in this process. Um, Yeah. And it's based off of it. Like, okay, we need what kind of lenses are we going to need? Do we need a really wide lens? Is there a ton, is there not a lot of space and we're going to be like crammed as fuck? Or like, yeah, do we need lights? Do we need reflectors? Do we need a gimbal? You know, mm. like what is the client wanting from us? Do they want like a really smooth ethereal video or they want like kind of gritty and shit Maybe like that? Maybe a slider. Yeah, yeah. All the little thi- all those little accessories that you might need, might and need like, to bring. Is it, if it's an interview, what gear are you going to rent? You're going to need like a lot of soft boxes, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Do you need audio? Does the, the do you have to like mic someone up? Do you want does the client want what's wild the, what's sounds? What's the sound engineer bringing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you have one, you know what I mean. with that guy, if you, yep. if you can hire a guy or girl, if you can hire him, right? And okay. like sometimes they they want like oh we want this field audio, we want wind, they want a forest or something like that, and so then you know what gear you need to bring. Yeah, or and I think with the with the gear prep, obviously you're you're allocating like a certain set of resources to that mm-hmm. right. portion of bread. Absolutely. So thinking about that when you get hit with your oh, this is you know we have this amount of money, like how much money can you, you know? Sometimes I will say it's like it's uh, some people have different opinions on this, but mm-hmm. you can spend more on the camera gear, mm-hmm. make less money. Mm-hmm make something cooler right that's going to bring you more 10 times more bread right. in the future because right. you spent more money you got a nicer camera and it allowed you to make a higher quality look that, that maybe a more professional company or right. like a higher a bigger brand would look at and be like 
this is of the same quality that we do stuff mm-hmm. with and for. But if you show them maybe something that looks a little bit more amateur-ish. Just because you wanted to save money. Because you want to save some bread, you might shoot yourself in the foot and not make as much quicker, so, longer term. Right. It really comes back and just to like investing in yourself. Because, yeah. yeah, if you make a little less money, then it could lead to you making some serious fucking money. Um, you also will want to know, yeah, like like lenses. So I just had this ask that were like, they just want like a ton of rack focuses for some reason. There's like, we want a lot of rack focuses in this video. I was like, okay, but that means I'm going to need a slightly longer lens at least just to get like that depth of field perspective, you know, like shallower depth of field. And, um, yeah, so I'm just like going to have to think about that. And I want one that maybe, maybe a cinema lens cause I can really twist the thing really smoothly, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's all these asks go into what gear are you going to want? And then you make your wish list, and then you go and rent it. Um, you also might want to know, like, do you need to rent a, a camera with autofocus? Like, are you going to have someone that helps you pull out of focus? Can you pull out of focus or can you pull focus? Or like, if you really want to rent like a big cinema camera that doesn't have autofocus, you're going to need to get like an assistant camera, a, a AC guy to mm-hmm. pull, you know, focus for you, which brings us to our next thing, which is probably crew, man. Yeah. The crew, the peeps, the mm-hmm. peeps to pull it off, pull mm-hmm. off the thing. So I think um, what you can do when when you get hit with these things, this is why it's so important. We talk about like networking and other pods. Right. Like there's a whole, there's literally a whole pod on how to make networking not suck. You should listen to it mm-hmm. if you haven't. Um, but this is why it's so important to have a solid network of people. Yes, because there's gonna be a time and a place. I promise you, when you hit up your buddy who's your go-to guy and he's already booked and mm-hmm. he's busy and he can't do it, and you're gonna be like, oh, this is the only person that I've ever gone to for this stuff. Right. So I need to figure out a way to still make this thing the same exact quality that it would be with Billy, but I need Timmy now. Right. I can't have Billy. And you got to substitute Timmy. Yeah. So you need to have a solid network of people be thinking totally. about that. And you know, if, if you can, you got to figure out what these people's day rates are. Right. And what, right. If you need them for the whole day, if you only need them for half the day. Cause again, it's, it's going to eat up your budget, but it's also going to probably lend itself to a much better, higher quality video. That's going to make it just better for you in the long term. Yeah, like when so, you got one guy helping, right. one guy with one specific job doing the said job really well, well at, a high, at a high level, yeah. everybody makes better stuff. Right. Cause I think you and I both, I mean, I still do sometimes, but like we just like you one man bandit, you, you set up all the lights, you're running around, you're bringing the camera, you're mm-hmm. setting everything up, you're pulling focus if you have to. And it just, it's, it's fine. But I feel like a lot of the time when you have a team, you just make something way way better um, so yeah so some people to think about so an ac is an assistant camera they'll help build out the camera they'll help pull focus remotely if if you got that set up um, and that's really important if you have like a bigger cinema camera that needs to be built out differently and also like needs focus pulling mm-hmm. um gaffers and grips guys that are going to set up lights know what lights to use um plug them in move them around so like if you're shooting an exterior shot and then they need to set up lights like in a different place. They can be doing that while you're shooting and it just saves you a shit ton of time because like gear, putting the lights up, getting it all right takes forever and it mm-hmm. really slows down your day if you can't be shooting something else while they're setting up lights and stuff. Mm-hmm. They also just usually know what the fuck they're doing with lights and it always makes me like, like, oh man, I'm shooting the fuck out of this, but really just the gaffer like knew where to put the light and it makes it look <laughs> way cooler. You know what I mean? That's real important. It's, it's also nice to... Um Time, like time is everything, right? Like you, you'll get to a situation where it's like three o'clock and you're maybe like a few hours behind mm-hmm. or, you know, you're probably not going to be early. I'd be shocked if right. you're early. Never you're are. usually going to be behind. And then you'd be like having to make up ground and it'd be so much easier and nicer if you had like 
a, a team of people that you can rely on that are like, oh, hey, Mike, can you go do said thing while I'm still getting the shot? And right. She's going to help you out a lot. Right. And like having going off that, like having an AD, an assistant director mm-hmm. is all about just like scheduling and they'll like keep you on track. Yeah. They always say like we're an hour behind, like we need to like go a little faster on this part. This isn't just for a commercial that's like huge. Right. You can do this on a really small, like totally. let's just, let's call it like 500 to a thousand yeah. bucks. Right. You can tell somebody, yo, I have a hundred bucks. Can yeah. you come help me with this thing for like a few hours? Totally. People are down to do that because they want to help. And if you, if they scratch your back, you're going to scratch their mm-hmm. back and you'll give, you know, it's like, oh, if I have another shoot and I have more money, like I'm going to pay you right. to do said thing. Like, would you just like to come onto this project with me? Yeah. Cause you don't, you don't need so you to build out the network of all those good people that'll help you. With stuff. And, and you'll just, yeah, you'll end up just making better stuff that'll lead to you getting bigger budgets. And again, you don't need all of these people. Rarely do I have, well, Rarely do I have all of these people. Sometimes you just need like a PA, like a production assistant. Someone to hold some you stuff. Pay them. You just need an extra set of hands and they're down because they, all they're doing is they're just like, they're stopping people from walking into the shot. They're helping you grab stuff. They're maybe mm. giving you a lens if you need it. Maybe they take a BTS photo or two, which is kind of nice. Yeah. We usually, we always have PAs, mm-hmm. um, really important. And it's just like, honestly, that's probably like the first thing you should get assuming if your camera has autofocus because an AC would help. Mm-hmm. Um, to having some extra person to help you out. So once you have that figured out, you can kind of start to figure out three your shot list mm-hmm. what what are you going to shoot and be descriptive so you know like so you don't at the end of the day be like oh fuck i forgot about this shot and you didn't write it down you don't have it printed out mm-hmm. um it's just really important because you know like at this point you know your scout you know what gear you have and you know what you can accomplish and you can actually make like a detailed shot list a shot list is just your playbook mm-hmm. you know it's something exactly. that you can lean on you can look at it when you're on fourth down and you're like yep. we need one last shot this is <laughs> right. all we can get like right. what is the shot you can look back at your your playbook yeah. and be like oh this is what we're gonna do it's yeah. something to like fall back on and then you can check it off when you get the good shots you're mm-hmm. like oh and it doesn't have to be uh, a laminated paper right it, it just could be in your notes it could just be, be notes like on your phone notes on your phone i do the check off thing yep check on thing on notes is great mm-hmm. you could just throw that throw that in your phone it makes it so much easier so it's also important because once you're so prepared and you have all these shots that you know you need it gives you room to create and little happy miracles happen you know what i mean like sometimes you're like oh that's not on the shot list but because we know we got all these shots that are enough to make guaranteed. this film, yeah, guaranteed. then we can get that crazy sun flare thing that I probably would be cool because mm-hmm. maybe you don't have time to like, maybe you just have enough time to get one of those and you're like, ah, I don't know if it's, I'll use it, but like you have it now because you know you have enough shots to actually get the, make the whole film. I, when I met with this uh, director guy named Pascal, he's like, number one of advi- piece of advice is like, when you go on set, make sure you come home with a film. He's like, make, he's like so many times I've seen people get really into like a couple cool shots and they do like a hundred times. They're so into it. Mm. And then they don't come back with every piece they need to come back with a film. He's like, the clients are paying you to come back with a film. He's like, make sure you do that. And the shot list is like the number one thing, right? Because then if you get all these shots, you know, I will be able to make to a, piece together an awesome to video, mm-hmm. right? So it's really important to get that. Be descriptive, do like wide, medium, tight, like how close up, like what exactly are you seeing? What is the camera movement? Where is like the sun hitting the the subject? Mm-hmm. Um, Why are you shooting it from this direction as opposed to this direction? Yes. What what angle is going to make the guy look more powerful right. or submissive, whatever, right, right. whatever you're going for? Do you need like establishing shots? Do you need mm-hmm. like wide ass shots to, like yeah, start where, the scene? Where are we at? Do you need cutaways? Do you need like little textures that I think look really cool? Maybe mm-hmm. those like really whippy texture things Whips that people of the use. leaves and such yeah all kinds of stuff like that and so just write all that down yeah the shot list is very helpful and it'll it'll really change um your your films that you're oh, making and if you have like a friend that can draw 
you know, they can make a little storyboard. You need, need a buddy that can draw. Yeah, I can't draw. Really helps Dude, you out I can't a lot. Draw at all. Helps you out a lot to have a pretty a pretty shot list. Rolling with the shot list, you mm-hmm. also have like schedule. Yes, yeah, gotta have the shots. The, gotta have the schedule down. Mm-hmm. Like what? Not just oh, we're gonna do this at this. Like what time is it gonna happen? Right. At? Like specifically. Specifically, and how much time do you need to set up? I think right. setup time. People is a, forget. You forget about that. It, oh, that didn't take five minutes. It took a half hour. Right. And then the whole day is messed up, and it's it's really your fault because you didn't prepare totally. for that. And like. Like I said earlier, like some shots just will look cooler at different times of the day. Like if you have a shot where you really want the sun to be coming through, it's only going to do that for a half an hour. So if you, mm. if you say like, okay, I just know that when the timer goes off at 4.30, I have to be set up to get this one shot because that's when the sun's going to look like that. And it's not going to look like that the rest of the day. Mm. Or like maybe like some shots only work at night. So, you, you know, you got to schedule it out. So you like, you know, like, okay, I don't have to be getting this right now because it's only going to look cool at night. Game so of that's Thrones, when I'll do it. Do you see they got bored and they shot a whole night scene at daytime? Dude, that was a great oh, idea. Oh, dude, that was so weird. But yeah. Weird call. Weird th- call. And that's why you should plan for that stuff. <laughs> right, yeah. Just, just shoot it at night next time. <laughs> yeah. um, if you have an assistant director, like I talked about earlier, an AD, he'll help or she will help you make the schedule. They'll like, they're really good at that. That's like what they do. They'll help make the schedule and then they'll keep you to the schedule as you go, which is like, hey, we only have two more minutes to get the shot. Then we have to move on. On. it's really nice because then you know you're not going to get fucked yeah and i and i think um la- last on this whole on this whole list this is just from chase and fig mm-hmm. little things that i think that we've messed up or that you potentially could mess up um that definitely shouldn't shouldn't be messed up and we're gonna save you so much yes. time and ex- anxiety from- we've both made these so yeah this is double check. Just stuff to double check the night before. Double check the night before, right? When you go get the rental from the house, from the rental house or whatever, or from ShareGrid, mm-hmm. you got to make sure that this stuff works at home. And you know how to use Bro, it. Someone, and you know how to use it. <laughs> yeah. Someone had hit me up. This is a minute ago. They had like done a wedding or something and then the mic didn't work mm-hmm. when they got there. And it's just, this is unfortunate. It just sucks. Right. But you could you can try the night before to try every single thing in the rule book to yes. fix it, you know? Yes. And you can figure out like, so I, I have this shoe coming up. I haven't flown my Mavic 2 Pro in a very long time. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually going to go up on the roof. Literally, I haven't told you this yet. I'm going to go up on the roof and test it out right there after this is. podcast. Cause I got, I got to make sure it still fucking flies. Dude. Nice. I yeah. don't remember if it flies. Yeah. I don't know if I know how to use it. Still. Update the firmware. Yeah, exactly. So Up- update all that stuff the night before. And, and that is a nice thing. If you are renting like a camera that is like sick and you're like, Oh, I, I just want to shoot on like an Alexa mini. It's going to be so cool, but you don't know how to use it. You can pick it up at like usually like 3 p.m. And you have until whenever you go to bed to figure out how to use it, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice. Yeah. You don't have to pay for that time. Yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, preparation changes expectation. Exactly. Batteries charged. Cards are ready and formatted. Yes, so you don't get important. out there and you got like another day shoot on the card and you're like, oh, I don't know if I could delete this <laughs> because I don't know if I've dumped it yet. Or like you shot like you shot like six clips already in that day and you're like, I got some great stuff, but then you're like, oh fuck, I didn't format it beforehand. So I'm going to fill up my card yep. and then you got to format the whole thing and you lose everything. And you lost the six clips that you wanted and it's just terrible. Oh my gosh. Pow- okay. So this is an interesting one. A lot of, um, thank God I had like a knife on me when we went and did this said mm. thing. So I was able no to- No idea where you're going with this. So, <laughs> so if you get a power strip, mm. they come with usually like three prongs, right? Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of, if you're in a parking garage or a lot of places, they don't have the third prong. They only right. have some the them, outlets a lot of, yeah, yeah the outlets only have two prongs mm-hmm. so you have to cut off that little third the ground i think it's oh the ground. you just cut it right off just cut that little sucker right you're off a or bold pair, motherfucker. pair of pliers you just, just and then you can still get it in and there. then you can get it in mm-hmm. you get it in with the two and mm-hmm. it'll work perfectly mm-hmm. fine mm-hmm. so something to think about you know yeah. make sure you got a good extension cords that oh. can go really far yeah gaff fucking gaff tape you're tape. always gonna have to tape something you gotta at some tape point. something once Braden was hanging out of my jeep 
and to get oh, ca- yeah. some car to car. Yeah. And if we didn't have gaff tape, I don't know. You probably would have died. I think actually. the door would have slammed on the yeah, red, the red, and your face. Probably. It would have been good for the red. Um, plates for like your tripod. Oh, bring plates for your Ronin. Make sure there's the screw. Costas, Costas always loses that little Loves screw. Loves that screw. And him then he and bought a hundred more, and then none of them worked. <laughs> yeah, Costas <laughs> bought like forty nine from Amazon, yeah. and not one fit. Yeah. Yeah, it's just something you got to uh, you got to test all this shit out before before you go out because we don't want you to. Uh, make these exact same and, mistakes and and things ultimately at the end of this is you're prepared as fuck right you've done all these things you've done every single thing we said you double check the night before even things are gonna go wrong mm-hmm. things always go wrong there's like oh there's why is there a fucking truck parked in front of the thing or like you just gotta be ready to jam but if you're this prepared you'll be ready to like make a quick audible because you've done all this shit and it'll actually like save the day. Yeah, it'll save the day. Because shit happens every time. Every single time without reason, there's going to be something that messes up or something right. that, you know, I, I think that um that filmmaking is just creative problem solving. Yeah, you that's know? all we do. How well can you solve problems when they come up to you and can you roll with the punches and not be an ass to everybody around you? Let's and, fucking hope so. And just be, you know, just roll with it, get, get the punch. Hit the curveball. Right. right and, back. and make a good video. And here's the thing. <laughs> the fact of the matter is too, if you do all this stuff, half it's gonna go wrong probably. Then, thank God, you know how to edit. <laughs> and you fix it in post. I filmed my buddy's wedding. Uh-huh. And he just like asked me to like kind of last minute. And like I didn't I thought it was a pretty casual thing. I didn't think they were paying me or anything. So like I like I like got the shots that I needed to. I definitely didn't go like above and beyond, right? I was like, I also got pretty fucked up at the wedding. And they had free old fashions and they were really good. So I like did this thing and he's like, hey, by the way, like we're gonna like pay you to do this. And I was like, oh fuck. Cause I thought he just wanted like a really casual, like some clips maybe, right? Uh-huh, just a few for the So gram. then, but I was like, you know what? I can make this video good. So I went in Premiere and I like thought about all, but like, oh, I can match this cut with this. Uh-huh. I really went in on the edit to make it worth something and they love it. So, you know, if the shoot goes bad, just make sure you got it. It's <laughs> make jobs. sure you got, you got your hands on the sticks. That's a little appendix, yeah. Ho- ho- hopefully this gave you a solid understanding of all the prep stuff that you can do and that can go into a production and how you can make it the best it can possibly be. And then hopefully how you can save it all and come out with the film that you were yes. hoping to at the, at the very beginning of it. Well, ladies and gentlemen... Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 46. If you're still here, make sure to drop a comment, hit the subscribe button, share this video and mm-hmm. all the good stuff to Please. the friends because it helps grow the pod more than you know. And we'll see you guys all next week. Peace. Bye.